The Lebanese poet and theologian Khalil Gibran wrote that we live only to discover beauty and all else is a form of waiting. Do you think that's true? The title this morning is clearly derived from the famous Margaret Wolf Hungerford quote, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That quote is often attributed to Plato, but that is not what Plato said. His, uh, while those words were all in a much lengthier idea, that idea in that concise form was not Plato's. While we seem to have been wired for a preference or with a preference for things that are lovely, as the beholders, how much beauty do we see? And what is beauty anyway? There are only three points that I hope you'll take away from here this morning. Uh, one is that we each need need to leave time and space in our lives for beauty. The second is that our ability to perceive beauty depends more on our internal condition than it does on what's our environment. And the third is that no matter how you secretly, honestly feel about yourself, you're beautiful. You are beautiful. I also hope that we'll leave considering what beauty is and why it's important. Each of us need to leave time and space for beauty and for lives to include it with enough room to notice that it's there. Einstein once said that the most beautiful thing that we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger who can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe is as good as dead. His eyes are closed. At some point within the last few months, I spoke about that fragment of a second. Between becoming aware of something that's particularly beautiful when you take a breath and your mind stops, that space between the stopping and the starting again of the busyness and the, oh, isn't that beautiful, all the noise, the interpretations. I I talked about how in that millisecond, 
There is more life and connection that's pure and clean and real than there is in most of what goes on in our heads. Most of the stuff we fill our spaces with. And that's what it feels like, I think, to connect with the spirit of life. We're overstimulated, overstressed, swamped. Either that or we sleepwalk through a whole lot of what we do so that the subtlety of beauty is lost on us. But I also like what the 19th century German writer and poet uh, Goethe wrote. He said, a man should hear a little music, read a little poetry, and see a fine picture every day of his life in order that worldly cares may not obliterate the sense of the beautiful which God has implanted in the human soul. So we have to be intentional about identifying those things and experiences, circumstances that elicit in us that response and make special effort to include them more often. Even making that time might not work if we're not also even making that time may not be enough if we are not also doing some semblance of maintaining integrity with ourselves, right? When you're angry, if you're agitated or distracted, um, by the pedestrian events of the day. Do you, do you notice beauty very often? Our ability to perceive beauty is more dependent on our personal, spiritual, and emotional condition than on our environment. Emerson said that though we travel the world over to find the beautiful, we must carry it with us or we find it not. Our thoughts and feelings about the people and things we encounter more accurately reflect how we feel about ourselves than they do anything about those people or things that we encounter. Yes, there is some degree there's some agreed upon reality that give indications that there are some things that are hard to deal with. Some things that are truly destructive. But given the right tilt, there is a magnificence even in that.
We're all imperfect. We all make mistakes, but no matter how flawed we may be, how many bad choices we may have made, please hear me. You're beautiful. When you open yourself to your own spirit, there's a light that people can see that comes from you. You can see it in people's eyes. You can feel it all around them. But it's always there. We just box it up sometimes so that we don't see it or we don't recognize it. And if we're not aware of our own beauty, it's hard for people to see it too because we're denying it. I understand that you probably feel just fine about yourself. I mean, after all, you're capable, competent, smart, talented, good-looking, healthy, generous, compassionate. Even so, I really doubt that you have any idea how exquisite you are. Yes, we have this, a shared principle, an intellectual notion that everyone is important and valuable, that they have inherent worth and dignity. But thinking those things is different than finding them in ourselves, bringing them to life, and sharing them with everything and everyone around us. I think it's the part of our being in which the stardust from which we literally came to be finds a way to shine again. So we've looked very briefly at the beauty in the world around us and also the beauty within us. But what is it that makes us consider something beautiful? Some months back, one of our particularly talented and prolific artists, sitting down here on the front row, said to me, what is it that makes us think a rose is beautiful? He didn't mean things like, its softness or richness of color or the fragrance or necessarily the symmetry or design of the bloom. There's something about a rose that makes us experience beauty. And that essence is not something we can describe. It's not something we can define he was struggling to grasp philosophical philosophically and fundamentally what is the nature and meaning and source of our response to things that are beautiful how have we come to think of one thing as beautiful and something else as not Why is it that two individuals that are very similar in appearance can stand right next to each other, 
and one of them will be striking and the other one doesn't strike you that way. We ascribe the descriptions to, of beautiful to a wide variety of things, and still it seems to be something quite independent of its component parts, right? I know many people wouldn't agree with this, but there are those that think Barbara Streisand is beautiful, and if you take Barbara Streisand's component parts, they're, they're not what is conventionally considered beautiful, Right? A silly example. D.H. Lawrence wrote that beauty is an experience and nothing else. It is not a fixed pattern or an arrangement of features. It's something felt, a glow, or a communicated sense of fineness. David Hume said, beauty is not quality in things themselves. It exists merely in the mind which contemplates them. The eye of the beholder. But if we agree at least with someone else, if someone else agrees with us that something is beautiful, then it can't be totally subjective, right? That points to the conclusion that its beauty is other than completely subjective. I think beauty exists independent of a given object or subject, kind of like that wonderful notion that some of us might hold that out there there is an absolute truth with a capital T waiting to be discovered I'm more inclined to believe that beauty exists independently than truth that's just me I think it is abundant and waiting for us to liberate it from the boxes we use to keep it out. Boxes we put around ourselves intending to conceal our imperfections. You know, screen other people from seeing us with the wounds that we've acquired through a lifetime. And again, the Gabron quote, we live only to discover beauty and all else is a form of waiting. Waiting because we do not merely want to see beauty, though God knows even that is a bounty. We want something else which can hardly be put into words to be united with the beauty that we see or absorbed by it. Or to have it infiltrate us. We want a uh, symbiotic relationship with it. I'm looking at scientists asking them. We want it to pass into us and to receive it into ourselves, to be bathed in it, to become part of it. 
But what we're really wanting by wanting to become a part of something that's beautiful is to experience something that is already part of us. We just don't know it. We need to be free in it. The light is a real thing. Your beautiful self is a real thing. It just needs to be liberated. Make time and space in your life for beauty. Make a commitment to furthering your capacity to see beauty everywhere, including in yourself. Understand that the light and beauty within is real, and then let's turn it loose.